My name is DJ Damson in Distress. My name is MC Melon Balls. Welcome to a particularly fruity edition of the show entitled... Fruit Cocktail! What's that? Fruit Cocktail? That's right. We have done a show, I believe, about vegetables, but uh, we thought it was time to, uh, you know, look at the other side of the coin. The sunny side. (laughs) The sunny side. The sweeter side. Absolutely. The packed full of vitamin side. The dessert. The premium dessert (laughs) of all time. Fruit cocktail. Oh, yes. In a can, mm. preferably. So, an entire show packed full of fruity tunes, in amongst which, of course, we do have MC Melon Balls with his unnecessary news. That's right. Be alone when you experience this recording for the first time. The reason will be obvious. There must be no interference or distraction of any kind. And that <laughs> goes for every episode of Project Relays, <laughs> obviously. Yes. Of course. But this one especially. Uh, we're going to start by playing one of the uh, Kings of Exotica. We're not sure how many there are, but there's at least one called Les Baxter, ladies and gentlemen. Recording quite a late album for him, 1970, working with the uh, usually quite cheesy 101 strings, but he whips them up into a, a funky frenzy on this album called K-Mango, and this is the title track. inimitable Leslie Baxter there with K-Mango bending the 101 strings <laughs> to his will clearly his exotic will that's a, it's a Baxter original isn't it no they all are on this album yes the album is called I say K-Mango which I presume means what mango <laughs> what mango who knows who knows we'll never know let's see it does say that what of it I'm not sure whether it's still available on CD, but uh, you should be able to get that as a download. It was uh, reissued on the Scamp, a record label. Does anybody buy any records that we play? Because some of them are just (laughs) dusty... You, you pull them out of the vault, all right? You That's send right. me down into the vault. You tie, <laughs> tie a string around my waist, 
<laughs> send me into the blackness of the That's vault right. with just a stubby candle. I retrieve. Because <laughs> I've, I've almost got sort of uh, echolocation. So, <laughs> like that. I find the album. Right. The chance of anybody else ever finding one of these records <laughs> in the real world is extremely remote, isn't it? But, listeners, some of them are on Amazon. They are. You go to projectmimis.com, you'll find links on Amazon and iTunes to find some, at least some of them. You will. Projectmimis.com slash fruit. In this case, we'll get you all these tracks. But yeah. Although they won't be covered with quite the same amount of dust and droppings no. that are these we, are. We make, we're very careful about editing out the sound of us blowing dust off before we play each of these Coughing. tracks. Yeah, there's a lot of, lot of that going on. There's a lot of, a lot of particulates coming <laughs> off these albums. <laughs> and now this next track. Well, I didn't realise, actually, when I put in the show together that it was infringing an unwritten Moonbase rule. Verboten! Which is that uh, I'm not supposed to be choosing tracks which have the theme in the artist name rather yeah. than the track name. Well, the great and venerable orb of pure terror, I think, has... He told me, he didn't, I'm surprised he didn't tell you. No album and no artist name should... You know, it's, well, it's irrelevant. I'm, I'm afraid... You're going to be in trouble There's a couple the of exceptions. Which the I'll, orb is going to be very angry We're getting my you. punishment later. It'll be absorbing stuff from you later. <laughs> wom, 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 wom. The sound of the orb. Rarely heard on the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is an album I picked up many years ago on, uh, in a charity shop, but I'm delighted to say a lot of those old albums are now turning up on Spotify, and you can buy them in crystal clear, crackle-free editions. Why would you which want is that? A bit, a bit, a bit sad. Really. I like the crackles. I know. Do you think you know, like you used to be able to get those uh, crisps? Was it the Smiths ones where you had to add your own salt? Oh, right, yeah, yes. and you had a sachet right, of yeah. salt. And you can add it. Now That's I right. think they should do that with albums. But you get a beautiful crystal clear album and a packet of crackle, like a crackle, and yeah. that you could just add. Oh, that's just, a, a, just, an, just an idea. That's a delightful idea, isn't it? A little sachet, a little sachet of ambiance and crackles. We should maybe merchandise that ourselves. Oh, yeah, <laughs> this is a, this this is how we're going to make our millions. We're just going to record a whole album of crackling for you. Oh. <laughs> This is the wonderfully named Johnny Pineapple. Not sure whether that's his birth his name. His given name. His given name. There's going to be a double strike against you if it isn't. <laughs> the orb needs to see a birth certificate <laughs> at the very least. Uh, this is a Hawaiian gentleman who has released uh, several great Hawaiian albums, including this, uh, well, this is actually a compilation in this case called Hits by Johnny Pineapple. And this is called Nakapueo.
Que aloha, indeed. <laughs> Johnny Pineapple there with a track called Nacapueo, which translates as nothing to do with fruit. <laughs> no, it means from the pueo, which is some kind of boat. Yes, that's right. So uh, there we go. That's jolly stuff, wasn't it? He's, it was he, lovely, yes. He knows lovely. what he's doing. I mean, I think I don't think the orb is going to be too upset yeah. about this because it's within the genre of the show. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, there are dispensations that need to be made. <laughs> Listen, so if you're worried about the wrath of the mighty, incomprehensible orb that is at the centre of the moon base and shall never be spoken of again, perhaps, you can always contact us. We're on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash project moonbase if you want to have a little chat with us and it's a good way to talk to us and tell us your thoughts and feelings mm. and it's also a good way to alert others yes, oh, to yes. the show mm. guide them to the light <laughs> which, which we like to think of ourselves as we are yes we are we're highly reflective here on the moon um, you can also see what we're up to on facebook facebook.com slash project moonbase yes. we have i think over 600 fans Ooh. on facebook which are they is, real <laughs> Mostly robots. Mostly fake But real accounts. robots, not fake robots. <laughs> and that's also a good way to let people know about the show, isn't it? Probably. What to be a fake robot. Yeah. <laughs> Something to do with Facebook. Yes, yeah, so again, on Facebook and like us, and then all your friends will see that you're liking us. And so the word will spread. The word will spread and we'll you know, break into, you know, four figures. Oh, yes, yeah, so we're quite close to that now on Twitter. Now, this next track is a slightly tenuous link to the world of fruit, but uh, sometimes that has to be done. Uh, there's not too many great tunes about limes, but there's a, quite a few versions of the Harry Lime theme out there, otherwise known as the Third Man theme, of course, by Anton Karras, originally. One of the most extraordinary versions is a version which I remember terrifying me as a child. <laughs> <laughs> Happy memories. Happy memories. When you were locked in the closet, you could just hear it mufflingly coming through the door. <laughs> I think it's mainly, there's a very odd kind of sound like, it sounds like a crow being strangled regularly through this song, which I think I to, wouldn't put it past would, <laughs> the gentleman involved. We need to throttle a crow for this <laughs> That's right. track. Uh, this, is, of course, is Jean-Jacques Perret and Gershon Kingsley working together, originally on an album called uh, Kaleidoscopic Vibrations, but you can get it on this great double CD. The outside from Way In. Thank <laughs> you. 
We'll be back very shortly with more fruity tunes, dear listener. But first of all, we're going to enjoy a pina colada of unnecessary news. Seattle artist creates invisible street art that only appears when it rains. Mm. Seattle-based magician... Ooh. <laughs> magician and artist. There's a lethal cocktail. Uh-oh. Peregrine Church. <laughs> Great name. Oh, my God. Has created invisible street art that only appears when it rains, called Rainworks. Good, good name. Good title. Sometimes it's okay to be obvious. Church said that he's passionate about making things that make the world a more interesting place. Rainworks are pieces of street art that only appear when they are wet, he explained. They are messages or images designed to make people's rainy day a little bit better. <laughs> Using stencils and super hydrophobic coatings, he paints positive messages and familiar games such as hopscotch on various streets around Seattle. The protective coating forms a waterproof layer that is invisible to the naked eye. When it rains, the droplets of water roll off the painted surface, revealing the hidden message. Mm. Mm. The super hydrophobic coatings can be used on clothes or to create urine deflecting walls, mm. apparently. Yes, I've heard about these and they've got them in Germany, I think. They have them in Germany? Mm. You will not urinate on our walls! <laughs> we will deflect your urine onto your trousers! <laughs> Church wondered what would happen if he sprayed through a stencil. He discovered that it would be invisible, sprayed onto concrete, and when the concrete gets wet, it becomes dark, except for the waterproof parts. The product is supposedly completely non-toxic, environmentally safe, and biodegradable. Church has created 20 to 30 rainworks over Seattle. Some of his quirky messages include Stay dry out there. Error 404 sun not found. Oh, dear. Proud to be rainy. For a complete map of all the rainworks in Seattle, go to the official website, Rainworks, or Seattle. It's not a fan. Well, it seems like I'm not sure about it. I'm a bit tired of that. Well, mind you, I made a 404 joke this week myself, so I can't really Yeah, well, shut your face then. Well, <laughs> surely the best thing to do is just spray all of our pavements with this hydrophobic uh, material so they wouldn't, we wouldn't well, get Well, everything. Why not your trousers, especially around the crotch area? <laughs> It'd be a lot easier to look after a baby if you could just spray the entire baby. <laughs> you just turn the hose on it. I mean, warm it up, obviously. Let's yeah. not be completely inhumane no. about this. But, or the dog, you know. <laughs> is that wrong? Well, I don't think so. A tortoise has a brand new shell made from a 3D printer or printout after her old one was damaged. Tortoise has a brand new shell and is made uh, using a 3D printer. Cleopatra, pretty fancy name for a tortoise if you ask me, her natural protection was damaged through poor nutrition which caused it to become misshapen and bumpy. Oh dear. That's a bit like you. But it's not just about looks. Well, that's what, that's what you tell me. The shell left the leopard tortoise exposed to infections. Oh dear. At the Canyon Critter Reptile Rescue in Colorado. What exactly is a critter? Scientists. <laughs> It was also difficult for her to write herself if she flipped over accidentally. Isn't that all tortoises? <laughs> I would have think so, yeah. But uh, this will no longer happen thanks to the ingenuity of Roger Henry. The Colorado Technical University student managed to create a 3D cover that slides over Cleopatra's current shell, and it only took him a few hundred hours to achieve. <laughs> I heard this tortoise was damaged, he said, needing some help, and it seemed like the right thing to do. <laughs> Once the 3D shell is strapped down with Velcro, oh, Velcro, oh, Velcro, she is free to play with her mates without fear of injury. So I only bring this up because I want my own 3D printed shell, and I, I want it now. 
Again, I feel like we could use a lot more of these 3D printed shells. Mm. I often find myself unable to write myself. So do I. <laughs> And if you had a 3D shell, let's say it rains, you could just go oh, under it, yeah. couldn't you? Maybe you've got an optic in there and a pack of Ritz crackers, a little blanket maybe. Like you can stay there for a while. It's the way of the future. It is. Man plants fake self-help books in bookshops. <laughs> now, we all know that the self-help section for men, it's only useful for picking up sensitive women as they try to search for help. There's nothing in there for men, is it? Until now. This gentleman has taken it upon himself to address the lack of self-help books on offer that are appealing to men by creating his own titles. In reality, they're actually just mock covers placed on old books, but they deal with some extremely important issues, sort of. Like, how to accept your child if it turns out that they're half human, half horse. So your son is a centaur, coming to terms with your child's confusing life choices. The back jacket reads, has a sorcerer changed your son into a centaur? <laughs> Understanding a child's decision to go through the wizard's change can be difficult. <laughs> Luckily, the book also covers what the Bible really says about centaurs and the proper saddling and bridling techniques. There's also a step-by-step -step guide to how to offer your friends up to Lucifer. <laughs> The Beginner's Guide to Human Sacrifice. The back reads, Are you itching to dive into the exciting world of human sacrifice, but just don't know where to begin? All useful advice that clearly should be real and not just some yes. sort of joke. Absolutely. Imagine your disappointment if you took this to the counter and discovered it was a cruel hoax. Why? Why? Uh, you have been used. Bandicoot. Thank you, Mr. Kenyon. Thank you, sir. For some very sensible advice. There'll be more later on in the show.
couple more uh, fruity tracks there. One little miniature to start with, uh, Data 70, from a great uh, collection of, uh, I think, three EPs called Space Loops that have been assembled together on an album called The Complete Sessions, which you can get on CD and I'm sure as a download, with a little ident, I suppose, called A is for Apple. And that was followed by another band that infringes the rule, apparently. This was a band called Orange Symphonette, uh, which includes actually one of the Brubeck dynasty, Matt Brubeck on bass, with, of course, their version of The Magnificent Seven, which I had assumed was uh, an Annie Morricone tune, but it turns out to be Elmer Bernstein who did that one. Oh, well. There we are. He of Guys and Dolls fame. That's right. Fame. Yeah. And West Side Story. West Side Story, mm, yeah. yeah. Although that's a little more mellow. Yes. There's not yes. as much fighting, is there? Although, I don't know. I suppose they're just hanging about on horses at this point. <laughs> that's right, yeah. I mean, it, it, it sort of ramps up a little bit later yeah. on, doesn't it? But that was fairly relaxed, wasn't it? From the Orange album, mm. in fact. So, in fact, breaking your rule twice there. Yeah, it's not my rule. It's the orb. Sorry, our the orbs rule. The orbs rule. You can now listen to Project Moonbase on Mixcloud. Should you uh, be interested in that? Also, we're available on Stitcher, and you can also listen to us on iTunes, of course. And if you would give us a, a nice review, rate us, and give us five stars, you know it's right. Mm. It doesn't cost you anything. Helps us, and it gives other people a kind of unrealistic, glowing view of this show. They might just tune in. <laughs> This is what we need. <laughs> we do. If you listen to us on Mixcloud, you could help us rise through various charts, mainly the comedy and soundtrack chart, but occasionally the metal chart and even the reggae chart. Maybe we need to say something funny. Do you think there's a fruit chart? Maybe we could enter the fruit chart with this week's show. Just groceries. <laughs> groceries, yes. Grocery top ten. Yeah, I really yeah. want to get into the white goods chart. <laughs> we should do a show about white goods. That's a very good idea. It is a good idea. Um, <laughs> listeners, <laughs> shall we make it happen? Mm. Hashtag on white goods. <laughs> Is that racist now? <laughs> I'm not sure whether you're allowed Did to say. Did they do goods in other colours? colours? yeah. I don't know. Just no goods. Idea. Now, we have a particularly groovy little number from 1973. This is by the great uh, Sir John Dankworth, sadly no longer with us, but he's also responsible for composing, of course, the wonderful music we use for the news, the theme to Tomorrow's World. But in this case, it's another TV theme... The track is called Bitter Lemons. You can get this on an album called Let's Slip Away, which is a two-CD set. The first half is film soundtracks, and this comes from the second CD, which is TV themes. So this is the Dankwas Big Band with Bitter Lemons.
Johnny Dankworth there, not wasting your time. Oh, no. He doesn't seem bitter, does he? Really? He <laughs> says it's bitter. It doesn't yeah. seem bitter to me. He's very it. sweet. <laughs> sweet like nectar. <laughs> what a genius. Muscular. Oh, yes. I, I know I often say that about things, but Johnny, bulging. Positively bursting through his shirt there. He can probably do that thing where he can make his pecs go <laughs> up, one go up and then the other one go up, you know, in a mesmerising way probably, that might hypnotise the ladies. He's probably doing that as he played that tune. Probably was. Very good point. <laughs> Bitter lemons there, of course, from Johnny Dankworth. What more can we say? Yeah. Now, it's time to relax, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I know we've got you. We've got you all riled up with this that, that citrusy tune, but now... <laughs> We're taking it down a bit. We're going to bring out the flautists. I do like a flautist. Yes, we do on the show, yes. They're underused in life, generally. (laughs) Maligned. (laughs) Cast out from civilised society. Their eyes cast down. They're quite good to deploy in any any kind of conflict situation because they just kind of calm everyone down. They do. No one can get angry at a flute. I mean, a saxophone. (laughs) Touch and go. That can make people feel too sexy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or it can just anger them. Yes. You know, if you if you got a Kenny G in if you tried to put him in in the, you know push him out onto no man's land, <laughs> don't think he'd last long. But a flautist, you'd be like, "Oh, I'm delighted." And so speaking of that, we've got something that does uh, include some flute. In fact, they're fruity flutes. Which is quite hard to say. And they're fruity flutes. Open brackets, farmhouse, kitchen, close brackets. Don't really understand what that means. But this comes from the album (laughs) Top Dog, a retrospective of classic TV and radio themes. This particular track is by the Reg Whale Orchestra.
two dreamy little numbers there. That was uh, Lollatone, oh, show favourites Lollatone. We don't play them often enough, though, it has to be said. That comes from an album of theirs which came out in 2011 called Soundtracks for Everyday Adventures, which you can get on their Bandcamp page. If you go to projectmoonbase.com fruit, there will be a link. And that was a track called Going to Buy Some Strawberries. Probably the reason we don't play them as often as we should is because they're just so relaxed, aren't they? <laughs> they just bring everything down to a kind of, oh, let's <sighs> just crawl under a duvet <laughs> and just bring the whole show to a halt. So you can nap through <laughs> what's coming next, listeners. Don't feel bad. No. We're going to come back very shortly with some incredibly vibrant uh, music for you to listen. But first of all, we're going to enjoy a strawberry daiquiri of unnecessary news. Controversial pigs. This is an interesting way this is put, this controversial pigs. I don't think the pigs themselves are controversial, but anyway. Controversial pigs tattooed with Disney characters selling for up to 70,000 US dollars. Given the fact that pigs are mostly raised for slaughter, it seems rather pointlessly cruel to spend hours inking them with intricate tattoos, but believe me, it's quite lucrative. Tattooed pigskins are actually fetching a handsome price in China, up to $70,000 a hide. These special pigs are inked under anesthesia with a variety of designs, including Disney characters, Louis Vuitton logos, (laughs) and even patterns that are popular with Russian prison inmates. (laughs) I don't really understand that, but anyway. That's good to know. Three artists work simultaneously on each pig, and their skin is later massaged and moistened by carers. <laughs> hmm. Nice. That sounds quite good. <laughs> Once the pigs reach the end of their lives... Now, it doesn't say... <laughs> I mean, a pig reaches the end of its life if you take one of those guns and shoot it in That's the head, right, doesn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mention natural causes. It doesn't say when it lies down in a field... <laughs> And gives up the ghost. But anyway, we'll gloss over that. Their skins are sold to collectors for tens of thousands of dollars. One canvas featuring Disney characters, for example, was sold to Chanel and made into two bags. Others have criticised the controversial practice. They believe that pigs are suffering unnecessarily and being abused for commercial profit. Pigs and cows and chickens are emotional thinking animals who feel pain every bit as much as we do, a PETA spokesperson said. Which is probably true, but being abused for commercial profit, that's everyone who has a job, isn't it? (laughs) Man finds a whole potato in a packet of crisps. (laughs) An oldie customer was rather taken aback when he opened his packet of crisps to find a single whole potato. Richard Bootman, 25, ripped open a packet of snack right steak and onion crisps only to find a whole potato and nothing else inside. It must have been a real shock to find an actual... (laughs) Vegetable. I was going to say vegetable, but it's a tuber, isn't it? For being pedantic about it. The architectural designer from Suffolk explained, I picked it up and it was airtight, so I didn't question it. At first I thought it was a ball of soggy crisps. When I realised what it was, everyone in the office laughed. (laughs) I bet that's a great place to work, don't you? (laughs) Laughing at a potato. It's a highlight of the day. Uh, What happened today? Well, you won't believe it. There was a potato. We laughed and laughed. Bootman posted images of the potato. I've never seen one before, probably. <laughs> Apparently the story has reached Russia, India and Taiwan. In fact, it's reached everywhere if it's on Twitter. <laughs> it has, yeah. This is what he tweeted. Opened my snack right crisps from Aldi UK. Nothing but a potato inside. And there's a picture. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to see it. I've got to see it. We couldn't believe it. It is likely I will buy them again. Bran doesn't bother me with crisps. But I will feel up the pack before I open them, he says. 
It's rather unfortunate <laughs> phrase to use there in that context. Listeners, if we can learn anything from this, feel up that packet before you before you buy it. Aldi later apologised and offered Bootman a full refund. Ooh, 26p. <laughs> what that was, yes. It's the banality of this story that I, I particularly like. I'm surprised it didn't make the front page. Just the image of this entire office full of people just laughing at a potato just gladdens the heart. Oh, dear. Think you know your star sign? <laughs> I think I do. No, yeah. you probably don't. Oh. Most Britons know their star sign, apparently 98%. Some even read their horoscopes every day and go about with that horoscopy advice in their minds. <laughs> Bad news, though. If you do that, you have been living a lie. <laughs> Almost nobody was born under the sign that they think they were. Oh as the astrological calendar hasn't been updated despite the change in the position of the Earth relative to the stars. The idea is, obviously, when you're born, mm. it's the planet that's behind yeah. the sun. Yeah. Well, precession, which is what's mm. been happening, or the wobbling effect of the Earth caused by the moon and sun, means that the stars above us have drifted out by about a month in the 2,000 years since the creation of the Zodiac. Apparently, BBC Stargazing Live revealed <laughs> this fact. This means that if you thought you were a Sagittarius, independent, adventurous, vibrant, apparently, it's most likely you're actually a Scorpio, loyal, observant, smelly. <laughs> There's also a 13th star sign. Oh. Ophiuncus, I think. I've never heard anybody say it. <laughs> the serpent bearer. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Ancient astronomers apparently omitted the sign so that the 360-degree path of the sun could be divided into 12 neat 30-degree slices. Mm, handy. Hmm. So if you were born between the 30th of November and December 18th, you have a new star sign altogether. Procession takes about 26,000 years to happen, meaning about 86% of people are now living under the wrong star sign. <laughs> this could be you. Do you know what this means? Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Apart from changing the answer to the world's most predictable chat-up line. What's your star sign? I'm an awful youngkin. <laughs> it changes absolutely nothing because astrology is utter bunk. That's why. The only useful thing about astrology is similar to the male top-knot wearer or member of parliament. It's a useful indicator that you are dealing with a cretin. <laughs> you have been used. <laughs> No Vegas. Thank you, Mrs. Cunningham. Thank you, sir. That's visionary selection of new stories. There'll be more on next week's show. What makes a melon ball bounce? A melon ball bounce. A melon ball bounce. What makes a melon ball bounce? The ice cream taste of Sprite. Sprite makes the melon ball bounce. The melon ball bounce. The melon ball bounce. Sprite has the tingle that counts. Make a melon ball bounce with Sprite. Make a melon ball fizz with Sprite. Make a melon ball punch with Sprite. Make a melon ball float with Sprite. Make a melon ball float with Sprite. Imagine what you can do with Sprite. Create something new with Sprite. With a melon and a scoop. And a bottle of Sprite. You can make the prettiest drinks in sight. Sprite has the tingle that counts. Ice tart taste makes any drink bounce. Why not start with a melon ball bounce by a carton of Sprite tonight? Oh, honey, do. 
I recently made a very rare earth visit to the fine city of Bristol and uh, picked up a number of taste little vinyl treats which will be spreading over the next few weeks of the show, dear listener, but I was delighted to find a track which actually fits this week's theme. That was uh, from Norwegian rock band <laughs> Titanic with the suitably epically titled Sultana. It's the epic Sultana. <laughs> the epic Sultana, yes. Mm. Mighty the Mighty Sultana. It's I, processed. Yes. It's a dried fruit, isn't it? Dried yeah, fruit. so it's processed. Oh, yeah. So it's not fresh. No. I think the only example this week where we're going, adventuring into the world of the uh, processed. processed fruit, yes. Mm. Is that allowed? You're going to have to go. <laughs> sure. You're going to have some splaining to do in front of <laughs> the, the orb this the week. Orb. Yes, indeed. And before that, the wonderfully and uh, unmistakable sound of the great Raymond Scott. Two versions of that tune on the Manhattan Research. That was Sprite Melon Ball Bounce, and of course that was the vocal version. If you want to try and sing along, make your own advert. <laughs> There's the instrumental version also on the album. But now we're going to hear a track from an artist we haven't heard from for a very long time. Hugo Montenegro. <laughs> Just a great name. Oh, great name. And uh, much loved in these quarters, not least because he released a whole album of Moog-based uh, tunes. But uh, has a very strong penchant for the word of the Latin, Latin dance and Latin jazz. This comes from an album that he recorded in 1960, Cha-Chas for Dancing. And it's a very well-known tune with a very saucy trumpet line which is pushed, I think, to its limits <laughs> the beginning of this tune. This is Cherry Pink and Apple Blossom White. Thank you. 
Hugo, he's giving it. He's giving, giving it everything with yeah. me. Yeah. He was taking some liberties with that, uh, that <laughs> tune a little bit, wasn't with that trumpet. Yes. But it's all right, Hugo. He's showing off a bit, really. We forgive you. Yeah. You can get away with that. <laughs> Others might not. Uh, cherry, pink, and apple blossom white there. Mm. Now, coming up, we've got somebody we don't normally play on the show. But I don't for... think we've ever played on the show before. No. And this is a Frank Zappa. Now what? you may be saying to yourself, "What? <laughs> Ring the, you know, break glass in case of emergency." But hold your horses; it's fine. He doesn't sing on this one. Many people know Frank as a multi instrumentalist and mm. genius. I think he was composing orchestral works at the age of one. Yeah, something like that. And still wearing a nappy <laughs> while conducting orchestras. He's a, obviously he was very good bit at bit of a genius. Also. Yes, but sometimes he does go a little bit crazy. Yes. But sometimes he comes up with stuff that's rather nice. And this particular track, I think, fits rather well in because it's about peaches. Peaches on regalia, it's called. And it's from an album rather unfortunately called Hot Rats. <laughs> <laughs> well, that does remind us that we have a whole show about rats well, as we well. We have a whole show about rats, haven't we? Yes. <laughs> Projectmoonbase.com forward slash rats. There we are. I have been MC Melon Balls. And I hope you've enjoyed peeling the grapes. I have been a DJ damsel in distress. I hope you've enjoyed liberally pouring some tip-top over this week's edition of the show, dear listener. Until next week, have a banana.
Prepare to stroll upon the prom, prom, prom as next week on Project Moonbase we bring you beside the seaside.